Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. I got my man, Dan. We are here. I'm Jason McRae. We're talking week four NFL. Dan, how you doing, bud? Doing great, man. Ready to tackle this uh, week four slate. We got some pretty good matchups this week. Yeah, I think so. In the first game in the slate, you got Carolina-Houston. Uh, we have no more Cam Newton. Hopefully, you don't have to see him dressed no more as well. Uh, um, backup came in. Kyle Allen, first week in, looked pretty good out there. This Houston defense has been picked on all year. Um, my first name that I'm ringing off is Christian McCaffrey in my lineups. I think he's pretty safe that running back position to pay up for. But, Dan, what do you think about this game? How are you pegging it? Um, who do you want shares of? Uh, my, my top pick is the guy you just mentioned, Christian McCaffrey. And I think a big thing for the Panthers this week that they were able to do last week is establish the run. Um, as long as they're able to do that and they're good in the pass protection, which they are a top uh, unit in terms of pass protection, um, they barely allowed any sacks. So as long as they can keep Kyle Allen up uh, and they can get that uh, the run game going, I think they'll be balanced and effective. Uh, Christian McCaffrey should see his typical workload that we're used to seeing. But outside of that, I'm not really getting interest on any of the receivers. Um, I just I have a hard time imagining that Kyle Allen is going to be able to replicate what he did last week. Houston hasn't been terribly great on defense, but they're also not terribly bad. And they just happen to match up pretty well against, you know, a, a subpar receiving core that the Panthers have. The one question mark I have for you, um, I think you're a little bit ahead of me on research in this game. Uh, what about Greg Olson? The guy's coming off a couple of good games. He just keeps battling in there. Can you play Greg Olson against these Texans? Yeah, I think he can. And and with with where Kyle Allen's right is at right now, and you know, he, he is good and he has displayed talent, but um, he gets a tougher matchup this week. I think he's going to need those security blankets. He's going to want to dump it off to McCaffrey. Uh, he's going to want to be able to hit those short throws to Olsen. Um, and that's gonna, that's a spot that he's going to be able to go to um, as far as his matchup goes, which he should draw a lot of merciless. But, um, yeah, they, sh- they should be good with the tight end position. Outside of that, uh, I do like the Carolina defense uh, quite a bit. Uh, they have yeah, they I, have twelve I, sacks on the year, man. And I uh, up as my uh, my cheap defense and got a little slack from it. Um, a couple of people were saying, "Nah, how are you gonna play the Panthers defense?" But I still think they're pretty strong, and the Texans can't protect Watson. So even if they come out of here with three, four sacks, and maybe they hold them under 15, 20 points, that's good enough for me. And you can't really predict touchdowns out of your right. defense. But if they sack him, he fumbles, or he, he gets into some trouble, pick six, you can see it happening. Yeah. And and that's essentially what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, you know, the sack upside. You know, if they're, they're able to get into that eight or nine sack range as cheap as they are, that that's an, a, pretty much an instant payoff and keeps you, keeps you on par with the field. Now, if you have shares of Watson, who would you pair him with? Is it automatically D-Hop, or is there somebody else here? Are we shouting out Will Fuller? Will Fuller? Uh, do we, do we got to give a, a Will Fuller shout-out for David Jones? Yeah. What are you thinking if you, if you were to go? Because, yeah. look, yeah. I, like make, I like to make quarterback lineups pretty much with everybody. Get one share of Watson, maybe a couple shares of Watson. Who would I pair him with, though? Yeah, no, I mean, that's – if I if I'm gonna go that route, I would I would definitely go Watson and Hopkins. Um, Hopkins does draw the better matchup, and quite frankly, 
I mean, it's always going to be the first place that Deshaun Watson is going to look anyways. So okay. not a ton of interest on that side. But if I have to, yes, I would go Watson and Hopkins. It would be a deep. It wouldn't be your first probably six, seven lineups. We're talking probably 10 lineups in, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely on the bottom end of that for uh, for Houston. Okay, so let's go on to the second game. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I called out Julio last week. I thought, you know, he wasn't being talked about enough. And I think the same thing goes for him, you know, in this Atlanta-Tennessee matchup. They're playing it. I'll take Matt Ryan shares, a guy that nobody wants to play. I'll take some Devontae Freeman shares when I get, you know, deeper in my GPPs. If I'm in that price range, I'm not looking to target him. But in that price range, depending on the site, I like it a little bit more on DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, but you got an RB1 that's in a, a potent offense. It's not the best matchup for defense, but there's going to be a game this year. Uh, I'll put my money up. There will be a game that Devontae gets in the end zone two times. Um, and I want to be there when he does it. So maybe that'll be my million maker lineup. Maybe not this week or next week, but I'm predicting if this offense keeps on scoring, we saw what happened with Julio. He used to be on the opposite end of these touchdowns. Now he's getting them, but there's going to be a week that everybody's going to be on Julio again, and Devontae just crushes everybody's soul. So I want to I want to keep hitting on this Freeman bandwagon until it actually hits for me. Tennessee, I don't really believe in a team outside of Derek, Derek Henry. I don't really believe in Mariota no more. Um, your favorite player, Delaney Walker, is somewhat hobbled. How are you seeing this game play out? Uh, I'm kind of it, it's strange because I, I, I never consider Atlanta's defense but Tennessee is just so inconsistent and so bad their offensive line play is terrible uh, they're they're 32nd in the league in pass protection uh, this is this sample is a little skewed because of that Jacksonville game but they've allowed 17 sacks Mariota is just not getting the time that he needs to pass the football um, so if you're looking for another cheap punt defense, I do like Atlanta. But as far as the Tennessee side goes, I really, like you said, outside of Henry, I'm, I'm really not getting there. And even then, uh, oh, Atlanta is ranked seventh cool. against the run. So you're taking Tennessee strength and putting it up ahead against Atlanta strength. Uh, you know, which one prevails? We'll see. But I like to think that we'll see, a, you know, a high power dominant performance by Atlanta on Sunday. Um, and my... Yeah, my yeah, how's Atlanta anything scoring these points? Are they going through Julio? Yeah, I think Ridley might have the better matchup. I'm hearing Hooper had an explosive game the week before. Yeah, I I I, I really do like Julio Jones a lot this week. I'm 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 hoping for a I'm calling for 150 receiving yards and a touchdown at least out of Julio. I think he's going to go nuts. He's one of my top plays this week. I've got him in probably 70 percent of my lineups right now. So. Um, he's a big part of, you know, how I'm building my lineup this week. And I'm, he's someone that I think that, you know, the guys that follow us, uh, someone you should definitely consider if you're looking for a top block wide receiver. Okay. So um, any shares of Ridley, any shares of Freeman, any shares of Hooper, or is it all Julio? Yeah, it's all Julio for me. Okay. I think I'm going to get a couple shares of Ridley, and I said – I'll keep on riding this Freeman train. I know it doesn't look good on paper, but I think he's going to do it one of these days. I think his Atlanta offense has a lot of pieces, and they will score points. They will score pretty much 24 to you know, 40 points every game going into the season unless they face like a really tough defense. But yeah. I like this offense a lot. Um, Jacoby Brissett now, Derek Carr, not a matchup that 
It makes a lot of sense to target. I don't think it's really going to be a high-scoring game. The Colts' defense has been better. Um, Oakland's coming into Indiana. So, I don't know. game doesn't really say much to me. We have a hobble T.Y. Hilton. If he comes out, maybe some value. Um, He's looking doubtful from what I'm seeing. If he comes out, um, I want you to tell me who we're targeting. If anybody, are we just going with maybe some Ebron shares? We saw what Um, Darren Butler did uh, last couple weeks, too. He's facing a defense that, you know, isn't so good against a tight end. So maybe there's some some shares here that we want. Who are you targeting? Uh, on the Colts side, I, I love Marlon Mack this week. Um, I, I think that this game is going to be a uh, a lot of emphasis on the ground. Uh, Marlon went the whole week. He, he wasn't on the injury report this week, so he's fully healthy. You know, I'm projecting him for 25-plus carries. Um, and then he's got uh, Josh Jacobs on the other side, who I also like, and uh, if you haven't been following, he was sick the last two weeks. Um, he dropped 10 pounds, uh, but he's averaging 4.72 yards a carry. And the Colts are 26th ranked in the league. As far as defensive line goes, they're allowing running backs an average of 5.42 yards a carry. So I do like the running on both of the sides. I'm not a fan of that seven-point spread in favor of Indianapolis. I think that the Raiders are able to keep up the pace with the Colts. Um, if you're looking to uh, get a receiver uh, because of this T.Y. Hilton news, I think your best bet is probably Pascal. Um, but Deion Kane is showing as the as the wide receiver one right now, and he's only 3.2K on, on DraftKings. So there's definitely some value there. Um, if you're looking for some deep punts. You're, you're saying Pascal Kane are the two guys that are going to be, yeah, for the most part picking up the slack of Ty. What about Ebron? Any anything you like with Ebron here? Or no, <sighs> no, not really, man. I just feel like uh, I feel like Oakland linebackers they're fairly decent. I feel like they can clamp down on the tight ends and coverage. So um, I so feel like they're you know they they're they're going to take away some of Jacoby's weapons, and I think Ebron's one of them. Um, so I think there will be more emphasis on the running game, just like I said. Um, and then one more on the Oakland side, I guess, if you want to consider uh, Darren Waller because he's just getting a ton of targets. So no no Tyrell. We're, we're just going either Jacobs or Waller or Mack with a combination of either Pascal or Kane if T.Y. is out? Yeah, yep, that's the direction I'd go with that game. Okay. Now, we get into another interesting game. We kind of don't know what's going on as of yet. We're recording this on Friday night. Um, There's sounds that, you know, Justin Jackson might be out and Melvin Gordon might be in. How much is he going to be in for? I was really liking Eckler going into this week. Now it's kind of muddied. But if Jackson is confirmed out, it's looking like it is, and just Gordon's going to come in and fill in, and Eckler's still number one right now, which I would assume that'd be the case. Um, I'll still be on Eckler. Uh, Keenan Allen's always in play. I think Phillip Rivers, to some extent, is in play as well, and I'm not touching anybody from Miami. It'd be just either Eckler, Rivers, or Keenan for the Chargers, and obviously the Chargers' defense makes a lot of sense to me. Do you, you see it any other way? Can you play any of these Miami players? No, and I, 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 you hit it right on the head. In my notes for the Dolphins, it, on the, in that column, it just says no. That's all it says. So 
obviously no love for the Dolphins side. You're you're reaching way too far if you're considering. Because I, I, I'm seeing Preston Williams getting tossed around. Uh, Kenyon Drake, just don't do it. Do yourself a favor. Put your put your money into some decent stock. Um, if you're going to go with the Chargers, I think that your best bet is probably to stick to the correlation. So if you want to do like Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen, who, you know, they're both in great spots. Everyone's in a great spot here. And this is the approach that I had with the Cowboys against the Dolphins last week. So as opposed to doing Ezekiel Elliott and Cowboys defense, you know, I, I went ahead and rolled out uh, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, and it worked out well for me because at Ezekiel's price tag, it just didn't really pay off. He, he had 125 yards on the ground, but he didn't score a touchdown. So at a near 9,000 uh, salary, you know, that's not much of a payoff, 18 fan, uh, draft king points. So, um, and on the flip, yeah, if you want to go with Austin Eckler and Chargers defense, I'm okay with that as well. And that's, and that is the likely scenario that I go with this week. I'll, I'll eat that Eckler chalk, and then I'll go ahead and play some of the Chargers defense too. Yeah, that's where I was at when before the Gordon news job. I can't see him coming out no, holding up the team and then coming out and like taking the boatload of shares. So, you know, if the game's tight, maybe they'll give him some more run, but they've been running Eckler. He's been doing good. I think it sends a bad statement to the rest of the team if, if Eckler just gets benched for Gordon. Um yeah. so I think it's actually a game to lose. Um so I'll I'll definitely still have some Eckler shares. Um we saw what Daniel Jones did in his debut. Uh, two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing, the game-winning touchdown uh, to beat the Bucks. Washington's not as bad as the Bucks, but they're not much better um, defensively. So Daniel Jones at the right price makes sense. More on DraftKings than FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's pretty much still minimum salary, but FanDuel upped his, his price. But I think the good thing about him when you're making these correlation stacks, you know what you're doing with them. It's Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. Uh, I think you're pretty safe with either one of those two receivers. Um, Gallman shares. It's iffy. I think mm. he, he's too bad cheap. Chalk. Bad yeah. chalk. I think it's bad chalk on FanDuel, but I don't think it's as bad. On DraftKings. Yeah. Because, you know, at a certain price, he's really got to be bad to be bad and really burn you. But on right. FanDuel, I think that the price is too tight there that you don't have to play him. But, you know, on DraftKings at, you know, 4,600, you saw what Adrian Peterson did when he was 4,600. I think he can do the same kind of thing, get in the end zone once. As long as Daniel Jones is driving the ball, he'll find the end zone probably one time or at least get some touches in the red zone. And he can do it. He has the opportunity to do it. So I think he's safe more in DraftKings. But you never know. He could come out and Daniel Jones is running good offense. He could get out there and score you know, two touchdowns, get 80 yards, and he'll blow through even the FanDuel salary. But I'll probably have more shares of Ingram and Shepard than I do Gallman. Um, for Washington, they're a little banged up. Um, scary Gary yeah, is, you know, he's questionable with his hamstring. If he's out, I haven't played a Redskin all year outside of Peterson that one week. Now, as bad as I want to attack this Giants defense, and I like Terry going into this week, now, I don't, I don't know what to do with this, this Redskins offense. Um, you got any plays here? Yeah, I kind of feel like people are kind of chasing the, the Millie Maker lineup from last week with this game. Uh, that I know Daniel Jones was in the winning in the Millie Maker winning lineup, um, along with Evan Inger, Vince Sterling Shepard. So it's an interesting 
take on the Redskins side. I know Case Keenum was in a boot all week. They say he's good, but he they looked really, really bad against the Bears. And like you said, even though it's the Giants defense, I'm I'm having a hard time going with the chalk here, but it looks like the chalk is mostly falling on the Giants side. So I'm almost okay with a fade on the Redskins side outside of a Paul Richardson punt or a Trey or Trey Quinn. Those are the only guys. And then McLaurin, I mean, he, he grades out well. Yeah, maybe a one-off on the Redskins side, but outside of that, I won't be stacking them. What do you think about Vernon Davis? Is he, is, is he the safest guy to play at this point? <sighs> no, I, I do. I stand. I think that uh, Terry McLaren is probably your best bet. He's only 4.5K on DraftKings. I mean, he's super cheap. Yeah, you're eating a little bit of chalk, but he's got the highest upside, and he's he's clear to play, so he, they expect him to play on Sunday. You got him, you got him locked in as playing at this point? Yeah, yeah, he is playing. Yeah, he's, oh, so a, he's, he's absolutely playing. He's clear number one. He's the only guy I'm looking at. I'm, you know, I'm taking notes while you know we're talking right now just to see where your head's at, where I'm at. Right. If Terry's 100% playing, yeah. Nobody else. I'm not even touching anybody else. I wrote him up, but this Q tag hamstring sometimes act weird. So, you know, he said it should play. So if he's in, check the status. If he's in, I'll definitely rock him out. He's been putting up studly games. And this, you saw what Mike Evans did. He's the number one wide receiver on the Redskins. Evans blew through them. And this secondary is terrible. I just didn't like Trey Quinn. But if you give me Terry, I'm in on that. Um, now a game that. It looks like it's going to be another game that's targeted. You're going to want Mahomes shares. You're going to want possibly some Kenny Galladay shares, some Sammy Watkins shares, the Mark and Robinson shares, McCole Hardman shares, Marvin Jones. problem with this game is everybody's playable. Kelsey's playable. Hawkinson's playable. Uh, um, tell me somebody you don't want from this game. Make it easier. So maybe <laughs> – I'm tr- I was trying to convince myself to not play carry on Johnson because they're only averaging uh, 3.4 yards on the ground per carry, uh, but he's massive chalk. He's a great play. The Chiefs are giving up over six yards of carry on the ground, so uh, you're definitely going to want to at least match the field with the carry on Johnson play. He's coming in at 25% ownership. Uh, like you said, Galladay is a great play if you want to do a, a correlation with Matt Stafford and that and him. Uh, we all know they'll likely be playing from behind, so uh, they should be passing a lot. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, he's a guy that's probably going to go under the radar again this week. He had that one blow up week, and then he's kind of fallen off. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how inclined I am to continue to chase him. You know, especially when there's other other tight ends in better spots, but uh, he's okay. I'm not crazy about him, but uh, I don't mind him in a share or two. And then, of course. You or, got the Chiefs. Or Amendola. It's, Any Marvin Jones, Amendola? Mm, uh, I, I do like Marvin Jones. I liked him last week, too, and he had a great game. I think he's in another good spot here. I don't I don't care to go down to Amendola and below, though. I think Galladay and Jones are the guys for the most part. Okay. And, and then and the Chiefs. What, a- uh, what, what do they – I think the stat that's going around the internet right now is uh, this is uh, Patrick Mahomes' first indoor game. And in college, he averaged uh, nearly 500 yards a game passing. You know, of course, that's college. So, But it is Patrick Mahomes. And uh, we all know what kind of numbers Drew Brees puts up in a dome. So imagine what this kid's going to do. Was this his first dome game? Or he's yeah, been- this this is his first dome game in his career. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's something so, different. 
I'm surprised you didn't play in one dome all year last year. No, no. And he's coming in super low, man. I mean, he's expensive. I think that everybody this week is kind of going for the mid-range quarterbacks. And um, so, so my strategy, one of my strategies this week is to spend up. So I'll, I'll have plenty of shares of Mahomes. He's my top quarterback, as he should be pretty much week in and week out. Let me ask you a question here. You, you, you're predicting Mahomes to be low-owned? He's coming in right now at 10%. I, I think it'll... I think he'll end up around like twelve to fifteen percent owned. Really? Yeah. No, man. People these early games. The only one that I get, like, we just mentioned five games. Those five quarterbacks. I don't really like Watson too much. Matt Ryan a little bit. I'm not playing Carr per se. I'm not playing Miami or Washington's quarterback. Maybe a, a Daniel Allen or you know Daniel Jones or a Rivers, but. Yeah. Oh, not too many good quarterbacks in these other games, too. I think Mahomes, uh, I think Mahomes comes in heavier. I think he's closer to twenty percent, but I'll still go over the field with you on, on the Mahomes role for sure. Yeah, Who definitely. Do you want to pair him with though? Do you want him Watkins? You want him Robinson? You want him Kelsey? So I'm typically opposed to stacking uh, three. You know, do like a receiver, quarterback, and a tight end. Usually I'll just do the quarterback and the receiver, but today or this week I'm actually considering doing the three-way. And my top receiver is Sammy Watkins. He does draw the best matchup. Uh, he's the clear-cut number one. I think that he he's in for a good game this week. And then Travis Kelsey is my number two option. Uh, if you just want to go with a pairing of one one of those guys each, I'm fine with that too. Uh, I'm going to do that, you know, so I can save a little bit of coin and spend up elsewhere. So. Top correlation, Mahomes, Watkins, and then second favorite is uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. And uh, if you're playing large field GPPs, obviously you should consider Demarcus Robinson and Mikko Hardman. They uh, they can be sneaky and, uh, you know, grab some big plays, get a touchdown. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, game that I'm avoiding um, for the, the most part, I know you're from Baltimore. I don't think Baker – I think he's mediocre at best. I think he's, man, you know, Johnny Manziel with, you know, a better head on his shoulders, a better quarterback. But I don't see him as a pro bowler. I don't see him as this, you know, this great leader of men that's going to just drive through this Baltimore offense. I think Baltimore stifles him. I think he makes a lot of mistakes. I think it's going to be a toughest matchup that he faces, and he hasn't looked good in the first couple. Um, play calling obviously hasn't been good. Um, with Kitchens as well, so I don't want anybody from Cleveland. Yeah, Odell can break, you know, a TD at any time, but I'm staying away here. I'll maybe have, you know, a share or two of Lamar Jackson or Mark Ingram, but I'll let you speak about Baltimore here. Who who are you playing, if anybody, from this game? Uh, no, man, you, you're you're on point with it. It's it's an AFC North matchup. Uh, they're tough. They're tough. They're extremely tough to predict. You're either going to get 12 to 9 Ravens, which was one of the scores last year in, their, in the matchup in October. And then the second one, it was like 26 to 24 Ravens. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's just a spot you don't need to get to this week. Don't overthink it. It's, it's a tough rivalry division game their defenses are you know both pretty good against the run uh both a little you know actually cleveland's pretty damn good 
especially off the defensive line. I'm a little concerned about Miles Garrett. Um, so Lamar is going to be running a lot. He'll rush at least, you know, 15 times. Um, but outside of that, if you want to run Lamar Jackson naked, I'm perfectly fine with it just because of his dual threat capability. But outside of that, I'm not targeting anybody, including the Ravens defense. I'm not, I'm not going there either. I'm going to take some Ravens defense shares. Um, myself. And yeah, with Lamar Jackson, who would you pair him with? You give Marquise Brown another shot. Yeah, I do. You give Hollywood, man. He's a uh, he's going to go super super low owned, man. He's but he's so quick. He's so fast. Um, he's got great hands, and that's going to be the first place that Lamar looks. And then uh, don't you know? And then don't sleep on Andrews if you if you do if you really want to get this Raven stack. You know, your number one priority should be Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown or Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Uh, But I I wouldn't stack it up too much just because of the low implied total we have here. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm I'm with you on this. I think I have a couple Ravens defense and I'll I'll have one stack, maybe Lamar and Andrews or Lamar and Hollywood. Now we're facing Buffalo, um, two undefeated teams facing off an AFC championship kind of game mentality, however you want to look at it. Um, Brady versus Allen. Allen's been really good. The Patriots defense has been like crazy good. They're not letting anybody score anything. Um, I see this being a tough game. It's probably a stay away spot for me here, but it's Tom Brady in a tight game. That right. makes me want some Brady shares. Um, do we have a word on Edelman, how he's feeling? Is he is he a full go? I was all over him last week, and I knew it was going to be a bad week when I had pretty close to 100% Edelman, uh, at least in my main lineups, in my cash lineups, in my big tournaments, I had Edelman. Comes out swinging. He had a great you know first, second quarter, and then boom, he gets that rib injury, doesn't come back in the second half, and... He, he would have had a monster game. And I called it right, but it's just the nature of football. Injuries happen. There's not much you can do about it. But if this game stays tight and it's a shootout to any extent, Brady will be under-owned. Like, when I first started about this game, I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay away from it. Patriots defense too good. Brady's too good. But now the more I'm thinking about it, maybe they do put up some points. If it's a nice day in Buffalo, it's not bad weather or anything like that, this game could – you know, be the Patriots coming out scoring a lot and then Buffalo coming back and the Patriots, you know, having to score again. This could be sneaky on the back side. What do you think here? Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're going with your line of thought. Um, yeah, you get the Bills at home and they've they've had they've had a great defense so far this year. Uh, they're they're good against the run, um, not so much against the pass, but. Yeah, their ownership is extremely low on the Patriots side, and I, I think it's a little disrespectful <laughs> considering the, the guy that's under center um, and the pieces around him. As far as Julian Edelman goes, he's still questionable. There's no confirmation yet. I haven't I haven't heard anything through the grapevine of whether or not he is to play or not. Obviously, if he doesn't, that's an instant boost to Josh Gordon and James White uh, and also Philip Dorsett. Um, so if, if you want to get supremely low ownership and I feel like you're taking a risk here because it it can turn out to be a low scoring game because these two defenses are playing extremely well, uh, excuse me, these two defenses are playing extremely well right now. Um, so you have to take that into consideration, but yeah, if you want to, if you want a sneaky GPP stack, I'm perfectly fine with Tom Brady. Hopefully Julian plays, 
Uh, if not, you know, you can pair up Tom with, you know, Dorset if you want to save a couple bucks, um, you know, or, or most the most likely logical correlation would be Josh Gordon. Yeah, I think if Edelman's out, I'll definitely have Brady Gordon shares and Brady White shares. Might even have more Brady White shares because he might take over that kind of slot role out of the back yeah. field that Edelman might run those little passes. And then once he gets into uh, open field, the guy's good. Um, Josh Allen shares. If I do have Allen, I'm pairing him with Brown. Do you have anybody else from the Bills that you might be able to run it back with? No, no. I, I, Brown's matchup is really the the whole every everybody on that Buffalo side is going to have a really hard time. So, not drawing a lot of interest there. I think this is going to be a a grinding game. I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. So, but it's Bill Belichick. I'm sure he'll figure out a way to get it done. Yeah, that was, that was the first thought originally. I'm like, I'm not going to have anything. But, you know, when I, for whatever reason, when I started talking to you, I got this feeling that it's going to be low ownership and it's the Patriots. Even if they run up the score, you know, I think the Bills will come back and put some points back. I'm starting to think slightly in that direction. So I'll have some shares. But this would be the game that I was most interested in um, when I first started to look. These next two games, um, Tampa versus the Rams. I don't play Jared Goff much. The reason why I don't play him much is because I can't really tell, um, in most cases, on who to pair him with at wide receiver. I think it's getting a little bit clearer right now with, yes. you know, Cooper Cup. Look, he's the guy. He just always somehow finds a way to be open. And this guy doesn't find a way to be open. He finds a way to be, like, wide open all the time. He just finds ways to, to get the ball. The guy is good. This Tampa Bay defense is one of the worst in the league, in my eyes. Um, to let the Giants do what they did to you with no weapons. Now Goff comes in with three legit weapons and a running game. Um, I think he's a solid play. Goff, to, to, I hope, is not too highly owned. I hope too many people don't listen to the podcast because I think that's going to be my main lineup or one of my main lineups. Um, the problem is on the backside, I don't see Tampa Bay doing so well. So I hope they get enough points early because I, I kind of like the Rams' defense as well. How do you feel about this game? Um, I'm with you on as far as uh, the sneakiness of this this Rams play. Everybody's focusing on the 1 o'clock games. Outside of the, the Seahawks game, this, this Rams game is just totally going under the radar. Jared Goff is under 5% right now. I mean, I'm sure it'll go up as – as the weekend goes on, uh, everybody is sub 5% with, with the exception of Cooper cup at 8%, which is still super low. Uh, and a guy that's in a great spot, this whole receiving unit is in an extremely good spot. Uh, Cooper cup is the guy. Um, I wouldn't even consider Brandon cooks. Really. I just feel like his, his upside is limited and he's a one dimensional receiver. And then uh, Robert Woods, I mean, he's good. He gets comparable targets to Cooper Cup, but he just doesn't play in the slot as much as Cup does. So that's that's where Goff likes to go. That's his guy. I think it's pretty clear, like you said. And then, yes, I am also considering the Rams' defense. I just don't see uh, Tampa Bay being able to keep up with them on the road, especially in Los Angeles. Uh, I watched the game uh, a couple weeks ago when they were at home, and it was, it was crazy to see – the first game in LA with the Rams, there was like nobody there. There was probably like, I could probably count if I paused my TV, I could probably count how many people were there. But this year, man, 
the fans are in it. They are in it. It's loud. Uh, it's it's a fun football environment, man. I just I, I just can't see Tampa really putting up much of a fight here. Yeah, I think I think Winston's probably gonna get sacked at least five times. Yeah. Um, probably throw two picks, maybe even leave the game with concussion. Like Aaron Donald and this this defensive line, he holds the ball too long. He's sloppy with the ball. I think they're gonna be in trouble. That's the only thing that lowers my expectations on the Rams a little bit because I think they just wash them um, pretty badly here. So I just hope that some way Tampa can stay in the game. So when I run these Goff to Cup uh, combos for GPPs, I guess I'll take a shot. You got to take a shot at somebody, I feel like, you know, coming back. Um, does it have to be Mike Evans? Do you want to give Howard a shot here? If you want to run it back with somebody, who do you run it back with? <sighs> Man, yeah, I just. I think you gotta go with Evans. Honestly, I mean, if 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 you're playing that scenario that that the Rams are ahead, the the correlation that makes the most sense would be to go with the receiver because Tampa's going to be throwing the ball like they normally do anyways because Peyton Barber isn't going to get it done on the ground, and I don't think Ronald Jones and uh, their third string back is going to get it done either. So I think they're going to be relying heavily on the passing game and. Uh, he'll definitely be looking Mike Evans' way. I mean, you can consider Godwin, too. Um, he's come back down to reality with his pricing, so he's a little more easy to swallow, especially on DraftKings. He's only 6 K. I won't say only because of the matchup, but those are the only two guys I'm going to consider to run it back with. Yeah, I think Godwin, everybody gave up on him, so yeah. he'll probably come in really, really low on. But like, like you said, I'm not like so hot on the Tampa Bay side. It would just be in the games that I stack you know, Goff and Cup together, uh, would I go ahead and attack it? Um, like you've been kind of hinting at, the game that everybody's talking about in this late game is Russell Wilson, you know, going into Arizona. I thought I, we shot a video on Monday, and I looked at Scott Angle, and I said, I'm going to be talking about, you know, Will Disley. And I got kind of got a look at, and like, you sure you want to put yourself out there and talk about Will Disley? <laughs> Now I feel like I said it on Monday, not the one I like I started it, but I feel like everybody's talking about him because I don't want to play him now. But at the same time, I've watched Arizona Cardinals get you know butchered up by tight ends for about at least like three years now. It's like a, it's like the one of the biggest trends in the NFL that just can't cover a tight end and everybody knows about it. Yeah. So obviously he's actually like a top seven, top eight you know, tight end in the league right now. Now he gets an awesome matchup. He's got three touchdowns in the last two games. Um, if you played him the last two weeks, you definitely made money at the position. So he makes a lot of sense. Tyler Lockett makes a lot of sense. Larry Fitzgerald makes a lot of sense. DK Metcalf, both quarterbacks make sense. I hear a lot of people talk about David Johnson making sense, even Chris Carson making sense. Pretty much everybody in this game is making sense to a lot of people. Um, how much are you on this game? Uh, I, not as much as everyone else. Um, and just to impart to how high the ownership is. And as I talked about earlier, one of my goals in the slate was is to mostly spend up at the quarterback position. I really do like Mahomes. Uh, obviously, I'll cover myself on this game. Um, but I think that the Arizona side is going overlooked a little bit as far as quarterbacking goes. Everybody is going to be on Russell Wilson. Um, so you could easily pivot to Kyler Murray and kind of flip that scenario. 
Um, and as far as the David Johnson goes, I just I'm not really liking what I see, I guess, out of him. And the fact that Seattle's only allowing three point four yards of carry, so he's definitely got the upside. We all know that what he can do. Um, I'm not saying to fade him. I'm not saying I don't like him because I, I I wrote him up, so he's fine. Uh, I think Christian Kirk is a top play. Larry Fitzgerald's a top play. Um, so if I'm going to correlate, I'm going to go with one or the other with Murray. Um, and then on the Seattle side to run it back, I think Chris Carson is in for a good game. Uh, this this uh, this whole lineup looks pretty good, and I, I think you just need to stick with you know, how you want to correlate. And I, I don't think either defense should really be considered here. Obviously, Arizona, definitely no on Seattle. Um, yeah, Lockett. Number one, and then Disley. I'm fine with I'm fine with the chalk, man. I mean, if we've all seen it, we've seen it week in and week out. Greg Olson, old man Olson, had a hell of a game against them. Mark Andrews had a great game against them. Hawkinson had a great game against them. Disley is probably going to have a good game against them. So it's been happening for years, and not just like a trend for three weeks. It's been happening every year. If anybody's even decent at you know, the, the tight end position, they just get carved up for whatever reason. So this is a game to target. It's probably the last game to really target of the slate, to be totally honest with you. But let's talk about Minnesota-Chicago. Probably two of the best defenses um, in the league. I think you can play Minnesota's defense. I think you can play um, the, you know, the, the Bears' defense. What do you think? Do you want any offense here? Uh, I mean uh- – Dalvin Cook, I think at this point, is an elite running back. He's a, he's a top. He's to be considered with the guys like Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. And yeah, we'll give him another week to prove himself. And this is going to be his toughest matchup yet. But I think Dalvin Cook is really good, man. He's really found a stride. And the Vikings have committed to the run, and he looks really good. So if you if you want to get anything out of this game, I would go after Dalvin Cook and pair him up with the Vikings defense. Don't let that Redskins fluke with the Chicago Bears fool you. They they beat a horrifically bad defense, and they're not that good themselves. Maybe that's what they needed to break out of their slump. Uh, but, yeah, Mitch Trubisky is in for a tough matchup. I'm curious to see what they do. As far as on the uh, Bears side, um, not really interested. I see some people on David Montgomery. I don't really like the play. Um, they're a fade for me. So no real bears. If you're going to force something, you would force uh, a Dalvin Cook with a Minnesota defense. But that's about it for me, too. Uh, I think there's just better spots. And then this last game, um, I don't know. Do you want some Minshew shares? The guy wears a mustache. He's, you know, a good-looking guy. Do you think he's good for DFS? What do you want to talk about here? I don't really like too many Denver players. Um, Lindsey makes some sense. Um, he kind of had his breakout game after a real big season last year. I don't know why he's not just the, the full-time starter, the lead back, but they've been kind of time-sharing him. Leonard Fournette, if there ever was a week to play him, I think this is the week to play him. But um, I don't know. This game's not too sexy for me. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I don't know. And it, I'm amazed that Leonard Fournette's coming in at like 20% ownership right now, and that's only going to go up. But he just has not looked good. He's had a couple good matchups this year. And uh, he just looks flat. You know, he doesn't look aggressive with the ball. He's he's not running downhill. He's standing straight up. Um, he just uh, – plenty of plays that he should have, you know. And, and at the end of that Tennessee game, uh, you know, he got some garbage time or whatever. 
made him look a little bit better, but I'm okay with going uh, going away from Fournette this week at 6K on DraftKings. I can I can just go ahead and get Josh Jacobs for the same upside in a better matchup. Okay. So, so now, and, and on the Denver side, no. You like no. DJ Shark or anybody with Minshew if you were forced to play this game? If, if I were forced to play that game, I would go probably Gardner Minshew and actually D.D. Westbrook. I'll go D.D. Westbrook. Why he's gonna like- get he's gonna get lower ownership, but he I still think he's the number one in this offense. Even after what Char keeps on doing every week. Yeah, yeah, man. I think uh, I think Didi's in for. Uh, I think it, let me look here. Yeah, Westbrook does have the best matchup. So okay. if I if if they're in the off chance that I make one lineup at 150, I'll make sure to pair up Gardner Minshew and Didi Westbrook. Yeah. Anything on this, this Denver side? Is, is there shares that's of Lindsey? That's out of Lindsey, no. Uh, don't, don't play Flacco. <laughs> and don't play... <laughs> oh, Flacco shares here. So let's just do a brief rundown. I want to hear, you know, real quickly, who are your top three quarterbacks that you have the most shares of? Top three who? Sorry. Quarterbacks. Top three quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, number one. Oh, this is a tough one. Who's going to be Philip Rivers, number two, and Jared Goff, number three. Okay, running back, running back, Christian McCaffrey, number one, Eckler, number two, Jacobs, number three. Sneaky play there. I like that. Wide receiver. Who do you got? Wide receiver, Julio Jones, number one. Uh, Keenan Allen, number two. Mm, I'm trying to get a low, you know, a low ownership play for this number three guy. I got to get Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, number three. It's my number three favorite. All right. You're talking about all the expenses. How are you going to pair a lineup with Mahomes, McCaffrey, Eckler? That's not going to work. So, you got some value somewhere else, or do you want to go over some cheap tight ends? How you how you building a lineup right now? So this is this is I'll I will walk you through exactly how I'm building my lineup. So I have spend up a quarterback, Mahomes. I'm taking one value running back in Jacobs. He's cheap enough. Uh, One spend up back, either Eckler or CMC. Uh, one punt receiver, uh, likely like a Paul Richardson or a Trey Quinn. They're they're pretty price friendly. Uh, a correlation with a Kansas City receiver. I'm gonna eat the Disley chalk, uh, a fill in guy in the flex, and then probably go down to uh, spend down on defense for the Panthers, which that in itself should open up a lot for you. So you can get, you can actually get if you want. You know, CMC and Eckler and Jacobs all in a lineup uh, with, you know, all great, um, all great receivers. Cooper Cup, uh, Julio Jones and Sammy Watkins all in the same lineup with those running backs and Mahomes. So you can do it. You just got to play with it a little bit. Okay, who's your best values on the board? Who's like the besides Disley? Who's one of your best values on the board? Let's see. Paul Richardson Jr. is one of my favorite guys. He's got a got a pretty nice matchup. 
I don't know what the deal with Mike Williams. I know they were talking about an injury, but if if he was in a, ever in a spot, this is definitely like a touchdown Mike day, and I think that he attracts the lower ownership on that side. But like I said, you have to reference the uh, reference the injury report because I'm not entirely sure what his status is. Let's see, Marvin Jones Jr. We talked about him earlier. I think he's a decent play. Um, Outside of that, man, I'm not I'm not really getting below like the 4700 range, and the guys in that range are in that Giants and Redskins game, so that's the game that I'm going to to fill in for value. So like like I said, Richardson, Trey Quinn, uh, you can go Jacobs. He's pretty cheap. Uh, if he if he you know absolutely want to reach and maybe punt a play, I know we were talking about with the Rams uh, and the script. We think that they're kind of gonna. Uh, run away with it and we know they've been pretty much preserving Gurley for the most part he hasn't been too effective so Malcolm Brown could be a play to consider uh, if the Rams just so happen to run the table on Tampa and they they want to you know eat the clock up that makes sense so that's about it you know we're we're done for the show tonight uh, we hope everybody you know checks out the website windailysports.com and on the website, we have cheat sheets that are all up. Uh, Dan, has, Dan has done his cheat sheet. David Jones, Sedacious Jones did his. I did mine. Uh, Nick did his. So we got four different cheat sheets up, two for FanDuel, two for DraftKings. We list our favorite plays. We got production models up from DFS uh, in there as well. And the conversation has just begun. It's only Friday. We have all day Saturday, all day Sunday. We'll be talking in Slack. And we'll be sharing lineups, giving ideas with our lineups. You know, I wrote down, to be honest with you, I wrote down all your notes. So now I feel like I, I have a head start to do this show, you know, tomorrow. I got notes. I know who you like. Pretty much I'm aligned with everything, you know, that you can. I like your sticky play of Jacobs. I think he can be, you know, potentially going for two scores, uh, even though the Colts defense has been, you know, a little bit tough at times. But I like your lineup. I like your thoughts. I like we're both on, you know, Mahomes and the Panthers defense, pairing with McCaffrey. Julio Jones is always in play for me. And Disley is Disley. He might be super chalky, but at a tight end spot where we didn't see much else, I think he makes sense a lot too. So, you know, I hope everybody checks out windailysports.com. Sign up for a free account now. And uh, if you want to talk to Dan, talk to me, talk to everybody else, you know, make sure you hop in that premium Slack channel and sign up for a gold account. Dan, good luck on Sunday. We'll talk soon, brother. All right, guys. Have a great night. Good luck. Where are